All right, here we go. Question of the week. Um, since the world is quickly falling down all around us, uh, most people are looking for some sort of outlet. I was wondering, um, what movie, show, or album do you turn to to kind of uh, lift your mood? I was trying to ponder on this, and I think, honestly, the only <laughs> show for a while I kind of just go to at random is Snapped. <laughs> oh my God. Yeah, I know that sounds bad, but it just, cause it's always yeah. on and I right, know, right. oh, I can I can tell if you've never seen this episode before or if I have, but oh, I remember this one. It's just right, right. easy to find. Yeah, that's funny you say that. Um, I, I try to think of something um, Movies, I know, and CDs, there are probably too many. So for shows, I picked um, I picked the X Files, and it's kind of the same reason that like you picked Snapped. Is like I know I've seen them all, but then it's like it's how I say it? it's good, but it's almost mind numbing. It's like I've seen this, but let me watch it again just because. Mm-hmm. So um, yeah, that would be mine. Would be uh, <laughs> the X Files. One likes film, the other TV. Together, they chronicle life in the peak entertainment era. It's a streamable life. Okay. Yeah. Alrighty. Uh, welcome to another episode of It's a Streamable Life, and we'll get into today in history. Alright, so it was kind of weak on historic points, but um, um, Dead's Dead Poet Society, a film starring Robin Williams, premiered um, today in 1989. Um, about, you know, a decade or so later, uh, The Wire premiered on HBO, their hit show starring, um, oh God, is his name Dominic West? Is it West? I think so, yeah. Yeah, Dominic West and Idris Elba. And then um, it's Wayne Brady's birthday. And I put that because... Wayne Brady is slept on, and he's extremely talented. He really is. Doesn't really get the anything. yeah, yeah. Doesn't really get the love that he uh, he deserves. But I mean, man stays out of trouble. He he uh, he works hard, and so yeah, I thought I'd throw that in there for him. Maybe we'll have to do an episode about him at one time. Yeah, yeah, because man, he's been around for forever. Yeah. <laughs> He's definitely under uh, under ta- uh, untapped talent. Like he, yeah, he's sort of like a renaissance man. He can do it all. Yeah, I w- I would, and some people would. I think if they heard his name, they'd be like, "What?" But I would. I think he could hold a uh, an award show. Yeah, I, I when they were trying to find someone, I was like Wayne Brady's right there. Yeah, I think he could do it. So, alrighty. We'll get into our first segment here with headlines. Um, we just want to get this out of the way. We are we are all too aware of the climate of our country at this time, with the murders of George Floyd and Ahmaud Aubrey and Breonna Flood. Just many more black men and women added to a numer innumerable list yeah. um, of 
lives lost to police brutality and violence and white supremacy ultimately. So um, we just put our hearts out to the families, to victims that are reliving the trauma through these incidents and just to those that are protesting on behalf of all of us, you know, we just want to say we stand with you and we want to see, we want to see change. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's been everywhere. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So um, on that note, I would bring up some news I saw recently. Um, just to coincide, May 31st was the 99th anniversary of the um, Tulsa race massacre from 1921. Yeah. And um, evidently, um, there's two separate documentaries that being worked on about that. Um, one will be handled by LeBron James production team, which I just saw maybe yesterday. Okay. And then Dream Hampton, the executive producer of Surviving R. Kelly and um, journalist, hip hop, culturalist, filmmaker, is doing a mini series about the riots. Um, allegedly, it'll be focused on trying to find um, uh, those that perished um, where they're buried and sort of like investigate oh, wow. the story that way. Yeah. So that yeah. works as well. Okay. Yeah. Um, I've been just really focusing on the protests of, around the country and even here in my city because they got wild this past weekend, yeah. but um, I've not paid too much attention to, <laughs> to any entertainment news. It's, I mean, it's like any channel you go to any social media thing you pop open, bam, that's, it's there in your face. So I am without a headline today. And that's understandable. Most of the headlines anyway are, are centered or, or as adjacent, whether it's brands opening up with a statement or people coming forward and being (laughs) uh, dragged for Right, right. Or lack of statement, or just for their actions previous that contradict their statement. Um, and, and you know what? That's a good point because what I will say is that I, it seems like a lot of celebrities have been quiet, but I'm not so sure that's a bad thing because sometimes they yes yeah they step in it and it's just like oh like like Madonna. Correct. <laughs> We've seen plenty of celebrities, black and white, just out saying stuff because they they're ignorant and they don't yeah right don't know the language and they've never spoken out before, so it shows. Mm-mm. I will nope. say there were strong messages from um, certain brands. We had yeah um, an individual, Reese Witherspoon, was one who made a thread the other day on like her acknowledging her privilege and her wanting to do more and learn more. Yeah, um, we had the statement from Ben and Jerry's, who actually wrote, wrote out four different demands that they want to see to NYC, yeah. which is amazing. Um, and then on the flip side, you had people like um, the Washington Redskins put a statement out that from yeah. the Rock, yeah, the like, NFL in general. Um, and then today, Lee Michelle of Glee spoke out or posted and she was quickly gathered by a former black uh, castmate who who accused her of anti-black treatment when they were taping the show years ago so yeah 
people gotta be careful. Yeah, yeah. I think um, I think a lot of people's I think their heart is in the right place, but yeah, it's it, it may be best to just just no, nah, just yeah. wait. Just wait. Wait till you talk to an actual publicist or someone who knows. Right. Right. All right, we'll get into our not segment here. We had the season three finale of Killing Eve entitled, Are You Leading or Am I? Um, I thought this finale was great and I have no clue where we're going, but I'm, I'm ready to get there before it's... Right, right. I think I agree it was a... Oh, my bad. I agree it was a good um, finale and... Uh, I think I was surprised by how kind of how laid back it was. Mm -hmm. Until yeah. maybe the last 10 minutes or so. Right. Right. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, Cause we, we basically found out that, you know, the 12 is basically impenetrable at this point. Yeah. They're everywhere. And, um, It's going to take more than just someone stealing money from them and this, that, and the third or whatever. Yeah. Um, we also learned that Kenny's death was an accident, technically. Yeah, that's... Yeah, I'm still confused on that. I'm caught in between it was an accident and he and he killed himself. It, yeah, very confused. Because yeah. we're still not really sure if the meeting between him and Cousin's team was just about the 12. Right, right. Or about him being his father and that's what sort of yeah. drove it or if he fell back or what. We don't know. It's still very... Up in the air, yeah. yeah. And as much as I like Constantine's character, this season he's seen much more on the bad guy front. Just like, what is it? What are you... like? Yeah. He he's an unreliable kind of character. You don't know who he's really for. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. His allegiance kind of goes with the wind. Right. Um I I really appreciate Carolyn's character more because for a while we weren't sure where her fleeting right. was either. And and in her own way, she's she's one um, lost my train of thought. She's wanted to find justice for Kenny because she did love him, and right, at right. the same time, she's trying to protect her daughter from that world. So she yeah. isn't her as well. So her pushing her away is basically the best best thing she can do for uh, what's her name, Geraldine or Geraldine? Yeah, yeah. Oh, what, um... what do you think about oh, no. the scene with Villanelle and Vivian? Um, I don't know that that was that was interesting. I don't think I was, I I don't think I was expecting it. Like I thought, you know, it would just be a little back and forth, but I didn't expect it to, you know, yeah. take her onto the train tracks. <laughs> and that was that was interesting. I didn't expect her to revolt as she yeah or get away with it. I guess I thought right yeah. So we're seeing. Then, oh, go ahead. Oh no! I was just a little 
side part i was really just like hold on where everybody else in the train station go like yeah and don't they have cameras everywhere and yeah they do (laughs) (laughs) it's like wait that's too easy um we're seeing sort of this not i don't know if it's a moral compass but this more enlightened version of villanelle where she's caring more about more than just about herself yeah yeah she's kind of opening up yeah because when they were dancing and she is hugged up on um eve and she says you know i've killed so many people like you could genuinely feel that she was starting to feel genuine like she it looked like she was feeling genuine like remorse she Mm -hmm. was like like i i've been doing this so blindly but now it's starting to hit that you know I'm, i'm taking people's lives yeah yeah, and um, while it's, it's expertly dark, it's still hilarious. Um, oh yeah, absolutely. I thought everything, just the funny moments were just so funny. Yeah, some of the funniest stuff is when Villanelle goes to uh, Kenny's office, and they're kind of uh, those the three people that worked with these three coworkers are just kind of huddled up together but the big guy you know he's like i wonder what they do with the penises or whatever there's just a lot of silly parts in there yeah it was funny uh what did you think of the season overall i liked it it was it was different i mean not not different in a bad way but i think it shows the writer's talent because every character we see now has a completely different arc like it's mm-hmm. we're getting so much more they're, they're all becoming um multi-dimensional you know it's it's not just villanelle is a killer it's all right villanelle is a killer she may be in love with eve and she feels sorrow for the family and past that she never really knew you know so it's it's good i thought it was really good 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 yeah yeah, I thought I thought it was a great season. A, another, not total reinvention, but just like an expansion right. of of the characters, taking them to another another plane, really. And I'll, I'll say this: I, as much as I enjoy the show, um, it's in the same boat as like Mr. Robot for me. Like I want it to go out on top, so don't exceed maybe like four seasons. Just yeah, I I feel next season if. If it gets renewed, I think it already got renewed, didn't it? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, that should be a final season because we we all know it's going to be a while before anything gets right. Take. That's true. So go ahead and wrap it up there. Right. All righty, and then suggestions for upcoming shows to recap. Is there anything on the horizon that you think we should be keeping a, a lookout for? Okay, yeah, this one was hard because some of them are a little ways out, but um, uh, well, upcoming on the 7th, we have the I May Destroy You with Michaela Cole on HBO, so we'll see. That's a, I think we spoke about that earlier, but that's a 30-minute show on HBO. Um, oh my God, hold on, just scrolling through a list. Uh, Search Party comes back the 25th on Mm -hmm. HBO Max and we both watched that so that could be good and then the other one I thought would be interesting um, 
was the I'll Be Gone in the Dark, June 28th yeah. on HBO. So, I mean, that's a little ways out. That's the end of the month, but. Mm-hmm. So, oh, and Perry Mason. Yeah, got it. Yeah, that's June 21st. Yeah. There's a lot coming. Yeah, oh, there's a whole bunch. Yeah. Because you think about it, this is about when we start watching Euphoria, right? Right. Yeah, about this time of the year. Yeah, we're not sure when that would be returning. <laughs> yeah, no, nobody knows. That's that's weird. It's crazy. I wish I I had Hulu because I every I keep seeing commercials for that Rami show, and that looks really good. Yeah, I need to finish season one. I may be able to shoot you my sign in because I think okay, yeah, um, we'll see. Someone off of there, I might be able yeah. to you on there. Okay, okay. I actually need to finish season one and then start season two. Ah, all right. All righty. We'll get into Binge Me Not real quick. Um, I didn't really watch much of anything else. I finished Defending Jacob, which is an Apple okay. TV Plus series. Yeah. Um, uh, a family child is accused of murdering a classmate, and they go about, you know, doing their best to prepare for the trial and the circumstances surrounding that situation. Um, sort of like the guilty by public opinion and the way things turn on you and um, everything. Stars Chris Evans, Michelle Dockery, and the boy's name is, I always forget it. There was something else he was in. Hmm. Anywho. Um, it's, it was a slow burn mystery. It, there's nothing like expeditious about it, but it was still good. Definitely examines morality and, you know, the, the question of, you know, are people born evil or is it nurture versus nature, that sort of thing. Um, And the ending, which I was not expecting was definitely a twist. Um, so as long as they leave it alone, it was a limited series. We don't need it to be renewed. Right, right. It it was solid. Um, that's cool. Yeah. So if you ever come across Apple TV or if it's what comes available to purchase, check it out. It's only eight episodes. So, okay. Yeah. I always like to see actors and actresses that we're so used to seeing in one type of character play another like uh chris evans doing something dramatic i think that could yeah he's a he's a good actor and michelle doctor yeah. was excellent yeah okay uh kid's name was Jaden martell oh he okay. was just seen in something else big recently that's why i think he got this job hmm. he's known for something else hold on he was in it if I saw his face, I'd probably recognize him. So yeah, he's one of the kids in it. So okay, okay. Um, it also starred uh, Pablo Schreiber, Sherry Jones, Betty Gabriel, and J.K. Simmons. So the cast was really strong. Yeah, it's it kind of stacked. <laughs> yeah, yeah. All right then. Yeah, I did nothing for the binge me not. So I'll take this chance to segue into the no concessions where I had a lot (laughs) (laughs) all right so i'll start with the trailers and um the this was the trailer for something on netflix and it's i think the it's called lennox hill 
and uh, it follows um, a couple. It follows two brain surgeons, I believe, an emergency emergency room physician, and um, an OBGYN as they go through like their day at the hospital and kind of the ups and downs of you know people being born and I mean babies being born and people dying and having to tell people that they're ill and I don't know why but I always like shows like this even though they're kind of hard to watch I kind of like the um I guess the what's the word I'm looking for maybe like the the humanity of it like to kind of see mm-hmm. these big positions like you go to the hospital and you see the doctors but you kind of want to see the behind the scenes so um and it's also kind of talking about the healthcare system in America as well and uh, yeah that's on Netflix but uh, I'm not sure of the date so it's probably soon I believe um, it the 10th oh okay so that is what like next week next next Wednesday next Wednesday okay um another one I saw and this is because I can't stay away from PBS um <laughs> But this one is, it stars, uh, and you'll have to help me out because I can't remember his character, but um, Delon Burnside from Pose. Oh, okay. He plays. Um, yeah. The dancer. The yeah. God. Yeah. I know what you're talking about. Right, right, right. Okay. Well, this is on PBS and it's, um, he, it's kind of like the, he, he's traveling across the South here in the States and just talking to small communities in the, LGBT um, community and kind of getting their take on it. people in the church and people just who are out, people who are closeted. And, uh, um, but I, I thought it was pretty interesting because I always like to, there, I always like to see people kind of, like I said, branch out. So um, it, it kind of looks like it has an upbeat feel to it. And he seems like an upbeat person, but um, mm-hmm. I guess we'll see. And, that's the twelfth, so that's next Friday. Okay, I think I saw him post about that, but wasn't sure exactly what. It all yeah, right. And um, yeah, that's at nine. And PBS usually has some pretty good stuff, so uh, it'll be interesting to see how he, more than just being a smiley face, if he's able to, you know, like come with like hard hitting questions. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah. 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 That's kind of what I'm interested in. So. Um, I'll check that out. And I'm not sure if it's just a one-time thing or if it's maybe a couple episodes, but um, since it's Pride Month now, it's, uh, have to, we'll see. Um, okay, then I'll be quick with the movies. The first movie I watched was The Goldfinch um, that had Ansel El- Eggert, Elgort. Uh, God, his name is hard. <laughs> and <laughs> it's based off of a book um, the Goldfinch by Donna Tart. The book is way too long. It's like 700 pages. I stopped at like page 44. Uh, but it follows a little boy and his mother. And um, an explosion happens in an art museum, killing his mother. And among the dust and the clouds and all that, the little boy steals a photo, like a famous painting called The Goldfinch. And then we follow his life kind of just um, as he grows up and adjusts to living without his mother and having this photo and it, it's it's kind of it's a weird movie it's a weird book not weird but it's it, I don't know how to explain it <laughs> <laughs> but it, it's pretty good the movie was not as good as the 44 pages I read in the book it was kind of it was weird 
maybe I need to go back and read it. But Jeffrey Wright's in it and Ansel Elgort, Elgort. So it's on Amazon Prime. And then the last one the what I watched was um, Seberg. And this is about Jean Seberg, um, the famous actress. Well, she's kind of famous for a couple like minutes in the 60s. And, uh, and uh, she's big in like the French New Wave movies. But um, this was uh, God, Kristen Stewart. Mm-hmm. And it just kind of followed her her life and uh, all that. But what was interesting was that a, a big part of her life and what a lot of people think led to her like kind of unfortunate demise and eventually her death was that she was in love with, they linked her to like a, a Black Panther um, member. You know, this was the 60s, so communism was still looked at as this horrible thing where people had to be sent to jail and kind of harassed for supporting it. And um, yeah, it, it was interesting. Uh, the film was okay. Kristen Stewart's good, but... Um, That's good. Yeah, I was interested in how they kind of did that with the FBI and the smear campaign they kind of ran on her but but yeah it, it was all right so yeah i remember i remember hearing about the movie coming out but i think there was a podcast or something that talked about this woman's life or sort of like yeah a, a, that whole situation but i can't remember what podcast it was right but yeah, yeah it, it was it, it was it was interesting that that part of unfortunately the part of her life when she dies is kind of what people hook on to because yeah the fbi they they did what they do best and kind of um, yeah unfortunately she committed suicide so yeah 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 so that's what i watched okay and i did not get any movies in this week but yeah trying to do better and recommit to my movie a week stance Right, right. Oh, so hopefully I'll have something next week or something right. this week. I think for me, what's difficult is is like the beginning of quarantine. It was like, okay, bam, let me fill this time with movies and shows. And like we've been in the house for like three months now. It's like I don't, I don't want to do this anymore. <laughs> <laughs> and for me, it's weird. Like, I don't know the reason. I feel like. You can literally sit down and watch a movie anytime. For some reason, I feel like I need to watch it at night. When I choose to, it's like, oh, it's too late. I'll fall asleep. So then I just don't watch it at all. But I just be up anyway. So I've got to just go ahead and do it whenever. Yeah. 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 All right. We'll get into our final segment, our feature presentation. We are uh, tackling episode four of HBO's I Know This Much Is True. Yeah. Um. What were your thoughts on this on this episode? Uh, <laughs> I thought it was good. I I think I'm kind of loosening up on Dominic. This episode helped him a little bit. Yeah. Um, but the episode overall was really good, even though it was absolutely confusing. But uh, yeah, I got confused a little bit on the timelines. Yes. Bit. Especially in the present time, because. Right. But um yeah, no, I thought it was good to kind of see that part where they were in college, kind of see the the moment where his brother 
first lost it kind of you know when they realized something was genuinely wrong with him yeah um i thought the draft scene was interesting uh, i guess I, I i guess i didn't pay attention i thought they were like i, I didn't know i was confused on the current present time are they yeah are they supposed to, i like, think <laughs> i think the present time is like the 90s yeah yeah because when they i thought showed, it was now yeah yeah because when they showed the you know george h bush i was like um it's like wait wait a second what like <laughs> yeah all right and but, that kind of um, explains like i guess people's wardrobe and yeah that's true like that a little bit more all right but yeah i thought this was a really good episode and they did sort of you feel more for Dominic. He's not the as much as the asshole as you thought he was. Right. Yeah. But geez, just the the constant struggles that befall him. Just yeah, man. That whole. I think the first scene setting it up with the college and right him that ominous uh, line uh, Thomas has of like, you are me, which I mean, right, yeah. technically yes. And just how like deep seated that is, like as much as Dominic wants to be his own person, he's, he's really not. And the illness sort of like ravages them both, unfortunately. Right, yeah. Um, um. I think uh, I think Rosie O'Donnell is doing well in her role. Yeah, very well. Yeah, for the I mean the bit that we see her, but she, she's doing that. The whole I thought the whole not dream sequence, but the episode before Dominic falls, like that whole yeah thing of the past and present, and him like just being out of it, like even this. It even showed a better light for Ray, who probably contributed to a lot of the trauma. Right. Yeah. Both of them deal with, but like even Ray was like, "Look, you you're handling too much. Like, yeah, you're trying to take care of me and Thomas and yourself." Right. And, and just so we're clear, the dude really shot himself, right? Yes, I think he did. Uh, okay, because. Yeah, when we start hitting the dream sequences, it's like, what? What is real? Like, what is what happened? Yeah, because he he crashed, and then it was, you know, the bed scene in college, and then he was up on the house, but then he was in the in the at the crash site again. I was yeah. like, what? Yeah, and then Catherine Hahn was on the ground. I'm like, yeah, what's going on? And I guess I wasn't paying that much attention before, but the house he was working on, I mm-hmm. I guess that couple, that man was struggling with like dementia or something. Yeah, I, I guess. Cause that really just took me back. She's like, he's not feeling well. It's like, well, who's he? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I just, it kind of went over my head a little bit, but yeah, that was just terrible. The, I think the, you know, the whole episode was great. And we can, but the best scene 
was Julia Lewis in that, that cowboy hat. I was like, <laughs> I thought he was dreaming again. <laughs> yeah, so did I. I was like, what is going on? And then she came in to focus. I was like, you gotta be kidding me. Like, what is, she's dating this old man. And she, yeah, she, so she had a manuscript and everything. And and that, that was interesting because, you know, she says, I don't think you'll want to read it. And I wonder if the manuscript, you know, will open up maybe about like a family history of schizophrenia or something. Right, right. Or if she, or if Thomas reads it and, or Dominic reads it and it's just all like gibberish or nonsensical right. or whatever. Or yeah, their grandfather was some sort of, I don't know, not lunatic, but just right unwell. Right. But yeah, I thought, I, I literally just said like, come on, man. When she came into focus, I had no clue who it was going to be. I was like, but they're showing her, so she has to be important. Right. And, uh, you're right. I thought I thought he was dreaming as well. But yeah, she came in with that cowboy hat. I was like, what? And we hadn't seen her since the first episode, right? No, yeah. But 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 it's like we said uh, when we did that episode after the first episode. We said there's no way you have somebody, yeah, you know, that talented, that big, and they don't come back. So, mm-hmm. and I have to say, like this is the second show I've seen, maybe the only show I've seen where they've depicted the draft lottery um, mm-hmm. in real time. The only other show I've seen to do that is This Is Us, and yeah. that was Vietnam and. Like I had never, I remember hearing about the draft, but I never knew how it was executed or whatnot. Right. I thought you just got a letter in the mail or not, but they literally got on the news and just called your yeah. number. Yeah, just did like a raffle. That's crazy. Yeah, uh, my obviously my dad and well, obviously we're cousins, but um, and my dad has told me about how our uncle, Uncle Philip. And just that time and how, you know, they were watching it. And then, you know, they would kind of be like, you know, they would see the birthdays and then kind of get a call that, you know, like their friend got drafted or something. And uh, just, that's crazy. Yeah, that's insane. Yeah. So this was episode four. We have two more episodes left. Um, do you have any predictions of where you think we're headed? The only thing I can predict, and it's very vague and broad, is that that manuscript is going to tell us something big. That's 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 literally all I have. Yeah. Because I don't think forgot he had even done that. Like, right. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think there's going to be any like uh, deaths or anything. I don't think Thomas is going to do anything outlandish. But I, I predict that that manuscript is going to lead Dominic to some like revelation type thing of like, oh wow, this 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 makes sense. Like this adds up. Mm-hmm. And uh, while we're on it, man, the the whole situation with Joy, I was like, <laughs> like wow. I wonder if it really is his though. Because yeah, you always hear stories about like them getting procedure, but it not working, and right, right, everything would just be it be his luck that right. It is, it is his. So, so I don't know. 
I, we'll see if she comes back. I, I feel we'll see Catherine Hahn again. These last two episodes, she may play a big role. Yeah. So. Yeah. All right. That's been a future presentation. Um, before we get out of here, what are you streaming for the weekend? Okay, yeah. On Netflix, I saw a trailer for this movie, and it's called I'm No Longer Here. And it's about a uh, a young man down in, in, in Mexico. And I can't remember the style of dance or music. I think it's, well, I know what it is. I can't pronounce it. I think it's pronounced cumbia or cumbaya. I, I don't know. But um, it, it, it plays a big role in this movie. But anyways, he gets into like some trouble and, you know, people are after him. And so he leaves Mexico and I think he goes clear across the, the continent and heads to New York and he's just kind of thrown into a world that he knows nothing about. He only speaks a little bit of the language, doesn't really know the people, but then he kind of befriends a young Asian um, woman and uh, the story kind of follows him through there and him trying to make it without his family and everything. So it looked, it looked really interesting. And uh, so I'm going to check that out. Alrighty. Um, for me, I bought uh, Clemency, so I'm going to finally take a look at that uh, 2019 film from last year with Alfred Woodard. Yes. Um, and then this weekend is the ATX TV Festival's virtual <coughs> event from the couch, as they per se, as they're saying, yeah. uh, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. It's free to register. Just go to the yeah. website, register via the Eventbrite link. And everything will be on their YouTube channel. So hopefully we'll be seeing different panelists yeah. and uh, uh, TV premieres. I know they're, they've got HBO panels planned. Um, they've got a search party table read coming. Oh, wow. I know they'll do some TV re- reunions and um, whatnot. And then their marquee uh, premiere events. I wrote okay. somewhere. I have too many notebooks. <laughs> <laughs> like, seriously. Where did I write myself down there? Any. Um, I know for a fact, like the HBO panel, they'll be premiering the um, Perry Mason show with Matthew Reese and then be talking to him and the creator and people from that show. I think they'll also be premiering I'll Be Gone in the Dark. Yes, here. Oh wow! So before I'll be gone in the dark. Um, there should be a screening of "I May Destroy You's first episode. There will be a discussion on Showtime's new documentary called "Outcry." Yeah. Um, and then I think they'll also be doing the early uh, premiere of "Stars P Valley." It's a series about a Louisiana strip club. Yeah. So those are just some of the premieres we have. Looked to look forward to at the festival. Okay. And then they, they have different panels. Um, I know there's something about showrunners unite. They'll have panelists of color speak. They do a lot of topical issues. Um, they always have the ACLU come and discuss something. Last year it was, um, um, people tackling the Black Lives Matter uh, movement in their, um, in their shows, subject matter. Um, I think this year may be about voter suppression. Yeah. Oh, wow. 
that's on Saturday. Um, so yeah, they'll discuss stuff with this uh, cast of New Amsterdam. They'll be talking Star Wars and the, Mandal and the Mandalorian. So there's a lot to look forward to in those three days. All you have to do is search ATX TV Festival, register free, um, the Eventbrite link, and you just tune into their YouTube channel Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. Everything starting at noon our time Eastern, which is 11 a.m. their time, and the content goes well into the evening. Okay, yeah, that th I, I think will be interesting. This is kind of a maybe a was well, the first thing I'm looking at in this whole uh, new digital way we're living uh, of something of this magnitude. So we'll see how it goes. Hopefully it goes yeah. smoothly. Yeah, I hope so too. And and I think it, it speaks well for them that they still have people that would be willing to do this. Right, yeah. Um, in the short amount of time they had to plan this because they literally planned the festival itself like a year in advance. So yeah. Yeah. And also for something else for YouTube, I know Deadline will hold their contenders um, sort of panel conference. And this is sort of like, it's not the upfronts, but it's similar where, where networks will come and talk about new shows and whatnot. And I think that's Sunday at 11. Okay. So there's a lot of stuff going on virtually in this new sort yeah. of Corona virus right. <laughs> uh, America. Right. But it, it would be interesting to see, you know, just kind of, um, you know, like we, like we said, if this is a thing that uh, they'll, they'll know like, okay, well, this is happening, but we know we can do it now. So. Yeah. Oh, I found the information on the contenders thing. The fifth annual deadline contenders television is set to take place Sunday, June 7th. This time will be different. For first on the history, um, it will be done virtually with a live stream beginning at 8 a.m. Pacific time, which will be, I think, 11 hour time. Okay. And, and continuing all day as we gather the best and brightest of TV all in one place and all in the comfort of your own home. Okay. A total of 22 networks and studios from 44 different shows will be on board, providing opportunity for members and other key guilds and award groups to spend the day being immersed in many of the shows they will be voting on this year. Oh, so like we'll be able to talk about and discuss shows that may be up for Emmys, films for Oscars. Um, basically the networks will be pushing their shows. Okay, okay. That should be really interesting. And something we would, we would normally not be able to attend unless we, you know, saved up and grew right, up right. in LA. <laughs> so. <laughs> So yeah, it'll be interesting. Oh, registration's open. Oh shoot, I didn't have to register. Did I register? <laughs> there might be still time to register. I don't know. Okay. Or right. not, but I can send you the link for that. Or yeah, go ahead and do that. Alrighty, without further ado, that is this episode. We're hoping everyone stays safe. Um and just just count your blessings right there's a lot going on but there's a lot to be thankful for as at the same time so um this has been another episode as we always say keep streaming peace
Thank you for listening to another episode of Streamable Live. Please rate and review us on Apple Podcasts or wherever platform you use. Follow us on social at AS Life Podcasts and find additional content on Streamable Live WordPress.com.